0: Hey there. Welcome to the complete wedding photography for couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do, So, tune in and listen up because this episode's about to begin.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode three. I'm going to give you three easy tips to help you pick a legitimate photography company for your wedding day. I just first have to say that I am having so much fun with this podcast. I did not think it was going to be this much fun, but I am having so much fun researching and preparing for these twice weekly podcasts for you guys, just spreading the information and getting all this out here. My first podcast launched yesterday, and I had way more downloads than I had anticipated. I'm getting lots of positive feedback, lots of messages and emails and phone calls, And I want to just say that this is super exciting. I didn't think it would be this much fun. So just thank you guys for listening and giving me all the positive feedback. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for making this fun for me. If you are planning a wedding and you are looking for vendors, it's a little bit scary not knowing who you can trust. You're kind of walking into this whole thing blindly A lot of times you are paying for services, you're hiring vendors more than a year out. This episode is for you. I am going to give you three really good solid tips to let you know how you can choose trustworthy vendors. These three tips are going to give you hands down an easy way to identify vendors to let you know who you can trust. This episode may be a little bit longer than usual. My past two episodes, again, this is episode three, so I only have two under the belt, but the past two episodes were only about 15 minutes long, so this one, I may be a little long-winded, but the truth of the matter is that I have a lot to say on this topic. This is something that is very near and dear to my heart, From day one of opening my business, well, actually, maybe not day one, but very early on, and and still sometimes today, I have imposter syndrome. It has a way of sneaking in and making you feel like you're faking this, and I I am sure that a lot of my colleagues and fellow business owners can attest to this, but imposter syndrome makes you feel... Like you're, you really shouldn't be doing this. You really shouldn't be taking money from clients to do whatever it is that, that your business is doing for other people. So very early on, I knew that If I was questioned, if I was put on the spot, I never, ever wanted to be caught with my pants down. And that is true to this day. So I always want to be perceived and seen as a legitimate business owner. And that should be who you are looking for when you are choosing and searching out for those vendors who you're going to team up with on your wedding day. You want to be looking for legitimate business owners. You don't want to be looking for businesses who just opened up yesterday. You don't want to be looking for business owners who do this by the seat of their pants. You don't want to be looking for flaky business owners or fraudulent business owners. You want to be looking for bona fide, legitimate, solid, trusted business owners. And today I am going to share with you three solid tips to help you find those people. So let's get into it. The more legitimate a business owner treats his or her business, the more serious they are going to take you as a customer. And that means the less likely you are going to, number one, get scammed the less likely they are going to run off with your money. Just yesterday, one of the Facebook groups that I am a member in, a planner was asking um, for referrals for a photographer and she was asking for a six-hour coverage and the budget was only $1,000, which in my opinion is very low. But the reason for that was that The first photographer that they had hired has gone missing. The more legitimate business owner that you hire, the less likely are you to be misguided or receive bad advice from that business owner or photographer. The less likely you are going to be to receive less than stellar service the less likely you are to have an educated vendor or someone who has some type of certification in their respective field. And the less likely you are going to have a horrible experience just in general. So when you're going out to shop for vendors for your special day, you just cannot shop on price alone. So there are a whole lot more things to look for when shopping for your vendor team. But today I am going to give you the top three. These are the three things that I consider the most important things to look for when shopping for your vendor team. So number one is insurance. Every single vendor that you hire for your day should be insured. This should apply to 100% of your vendors. Also, I want to say that the insurance company should be from an actual insurance company. For instance, I am insured by the Hartford. The insurance coverage that your vendors have should not be from a benefit of an organization that they're a member of. I don't have any personal experience with being insured by an organization that I have been a member of, but I can speak about an experience that I was contacted by a bride about a few years ago. The bride had hired a photographer who was insured through a benefit of being a member of a photographer's association. The photographer shot her wedding and delivered the images. There are more details in my book that is coming out in October. So I'm just going to give you a a very abbreviated story here on the podcast. So the images were delivered, but before the bride could receive her wedding album, the photographer passed away and she didn't know what to do. So she contacted me and asked me what to do. And long story short, I Googled the photographer's name. I learned that he was a member of this organization, and I knew that that was a benefit through that organization. So I told her to contact them. She contacted the local chapter. I believe that she didn't really speak to anyone and left I guess voicemails, a few times, never had her call returned. And then she contacted the national headquarters and spoke to someone a few times, promising that someone would get back with her. And no one ever did. So she never, ever received her album. They never followed up with her. And she never received her album that she had prepaid for in her wedding collection. And she was never advised what to do, how to proceed. So, my advice to you would be to make sure that all your vendors have insurance because you never know what can happen between the day you hire them and the day of your event, or the day that you actually collect all of the products and services that you paid for. You never know if. Someone is going to accidentally get hurt on the day of your event, and that could be that vendor's fault. There are so many things that could go wrong. They may show up to your event and not have everything they need to fulfill all the terms of their contract. I've seen that happen. So many things can go wrong. So you need to know that you are covered should something happen. You need a recourse of action. If all of the terms of your contract cannot be fulfilled. This segment is being brought to you by Aria Productions. Cherish every moment with storytelling images and cinematic emotional wedding films. Learn more at ariaphotovideo.com. Method number two for ensuring that your wedding day vendor is on the up and up. And while this doesn't apply to every single vendor, this will apply to most of your wedding day vendors. And I also have to add that I'm going to be speaking these next two items in reference to the state of Texas. This may apply to the other 49 states or maybe very similar, but I am not exactly sure. So I'm only going to be speaking about Texas vendors. And I also want to give a quick shout out to my uncle Gary. I consulted with him on this method, which is Texas state sales tax. He retired from the Texas state comptroller's office, where he worked in the audit division for 30 years. For the last five years, he was the contract audit manager. That means he oversaw all of the auditors that went out and basically sat with business owners, rummaging through their QuickBook files, their filing cabinets, all of their bookkeeping records to make sure that they were paying the correct state sales tax. And he told me that a lot of times this is how other businesses who were not paying sales tax were discovered. Just like in the wedding industry, we like to let our businesses refer one to another. That's how they uncover businesses who don't pay sales tax. So if he's auditing one company, they have an invoice from another company who didn't collect sales tax. Guess who's next in line to get audited? Also, the internet will lead them to a lot of businesses. He told me that there are a lot of companies who boast their sales right online, you know, did 1.5 million in sales last year. And they'll just spend some time on the internet Googling maid services, lawn services. When they find those companies boasting those sales online, they'll look in their database to see if they have a sales tax certificate. And if they do not, guess who's knocking on their door? All right. Anyway, so the Texas sales tax, when it's collected, it goes into a general fund and the sales tax comprises about 90% of that general fund. This general fund is not allocated for anything in particular. So for instance, when you pay tax on a license on a vehicle, that is allocated for something specific. A gas tax is allocated for something specific. Your driver's license is allocated for something specific, but this general fund is not allocated for anything specific. And the legislature kind of spends it where they see fit. So it's spent on things like secondary public schools and state-run universities. It helps with the teacher retirement fund. It's spent on special projects for the Texas Highway Department, children's lunch programs, WIC, and... It's partially allocated for state Medicaid recipients. So again, the Texas sales tax won't apply to all vendors, but it does apply to most vendors, especially those who will be delivering or renting tangible products for your wedding day. Even if they are only digital products, and even if it's only a session, and you haven't bought anything yet. So when these businesses do not contribute to financially helping to run the state, they are not helping the state that they live in. They're actually running their business to the detriment of the state. And if they are ever caught, not only do they have to pay back taxes that they owe, there are also interest and penalties that they are then responsible for. And, sorry, not sorry, I also want to mention that there is a finder's fee or a reward, I'm not sure what it's called exactly, in Texas for turning in businesses that don't pay their sales tax. I'm pretty sure that there's a hotline you can call. If there is, I'll put that in the show notes. Also, there is a link where you can search by business name, DBA, the person, the business owner's name, location, or tax ID to see if a person holds a sales tax certificate or if that sales tax certificate is in good standing. I will also put that link in the show notes. All right. And finally, method number three, and this should apply to a hundred percent of vendors. Every vendor should be paying a county tax in Texas, even if they only have a home office. They should pay this every year that they're in business. And this should be paid for things like their furniture that they're using in their home office and equipment. Even if it's only like a laptop, they should be paying a county tax on that. This helps to fund things in their county like farm to market roads, city and county, their school district, and their water district. It helps with roads, county facilities like libraries, jails, courthouses, sheriff's office, their water aquifer. Again, if they are not supporting the city and county in which they're doing business in, they're actually running their business to the detriment of the county. I don't know if there are penalties for not paying this, but I would assume that it's similar to the state sales tax, that if they are caught, that there might be penalties and interest. I want to be super optimistic and say that maybe if all business owners were honest and diligent in paying these sales tax and county taxes, that maybe this would lower the property taxes for everyone, especially since they have skyrocketed in the past few years. And I know that that's super wishful thinking, but who knows how much uncollected money is still out there. There is also a link where you can go and search for these businesses to see if they are paying their county taxes. I know there is one for Bear and Atascosa County. I will put those links in the show notes. And I'm sure that for other counties, all you have to do is a quick Google search and you will be directed to the proper database. So real quick, in closing... If you are considering doing business with someone who is going to cut corners on the legitimacy of their business, what else are they going to cut corners on? I mean, just think about that. And again, this is only three ways to forecast how a business is going to treat you. There are many more, but these are the top three, in my opinion. I would like you to consider researching any businesses that you are consider hiring for your special day. I would venture to guarantee that any businesses who you are considering hiring, if they have met these three criteria, that it will put you in a place to receive a much better experience with the business owner who have passed this litmus test. We did go a little bit long-winded today. Maybe when I edit it out, it won't be as long. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, super kudos to you. Thank you for learning something today, if that was the case. Be sure to check out my book, which is launching on October 4th. You can log on to completeweddingphotography.com to learn more about my book. If you want to be interactive, join my Facebook group. Just search for complete wedding photography on Facebook. If you want to learn more about my photography, you can log on to That's atagirlphoto.com. That's A-T-A girl And if you want to join me on any social media platform, just about, I'm pretty much everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest at atagirlphoto, A-T-A girl photo. Thank you so much. Have a stellar day. Catch you next time. Adios.
0: Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.